I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listening Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. I'm one half of your hosts. The other half's Chris Glasson. He's absent. Don't know where he is. Don't really want to know where he is. You know what he's like. It's probably something very unsavory. Um, but so, yeah, I've been left to do the intro and the outro on my own, which is fine. I'm the best one, right? Anyway, today's guest. Do you know what? Before we get on to today's guest, you like these podcasts that we put out every Monday, right? You must do because you keep downloading them. So this is episode 88, I think. So that's 88 episodes. And loads of them are two-parters as well that we've put out because you guys have been on board and really, really been kind about supporting what we do. Now then, also, did you know that there's probably about another 30 podcasts floating about? Because we release one every Wednesday as well. But that doesn't get released for free, like this one. So to get that, you have to become a Patreon and... Patreon offers different levels of support from a lot of dollar. So whatever that is, I don't know what a dollar is. 70p, if that. Um, So you can head over there and you you can become a patron. And then if you do that, then you get access to hours and hours and hours of of podcasts that we've done, uh, of of the Patreon-only episodes. And you get to suggest what top fives we do for future episodes. And... It just means that you're kind of on board and, and supporting the idea that Chris and I really want to do this more of a, a kind of job. We really want to develop it. We've, we've been amazed in the first year how much support we've had and, and you know, the, the amazing people that we've got to meet and sit and chat with. And, and we just really want to expand it. So, um, you know, if we can find sponsors and, and obviously the easiest way for for listeners to, to get involved is to become Patreon. So um, if you can, head over there. The address is patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. And as much as I've been telling you all about it, when you go over there, patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing, there's a video. And that video features Chris and I in a hot tub. Uh, it features Scribbius Pip. It features Gail Porter, 76, Brad Acton, and all the gang and it's all explained on that video. So go and have a look. And if you can get involved as a patron, it really would mean a lot. Um, but anyway, back to today's episode, back to the free episode. Um, oh, I did just mention 76 who's in that video. So I'm going to do a big shout out to him now for producing this episode. Thank you very much, 76. 
you production superstar. Um, oh, why I'm doing the thank yous. Big thanks to um, Brad Acton. Um, who else have we got to thank? The, the, the Distraction Pieces Network gang. So let's do a big shout out to Scribius Pip, Dr. Susie Gaze, Jason Reed, Jim Smallman, Brett Goldstein. Um, and I have a podcast over there as well called Off the Beaten Track, which is me nerding out about music with musicians and actors and stuff. So if you get a chance to go and have a look at that, that's also a good thing. Um, anyway, today's guest. Today's guest is the wonderful Miss B Ducks. Chris and I have met B a few times and we chat a lot on social media and she's been very, very supportive of of the podcast and stuff. And she's she's great. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, she thought she was a little bit nervous before we started recording, but I couldn't tell. And I'm sure you guys couldn't. She was absolutely fantastic. She chose a top five that was really personal to her. Um, I won't tell you what it is. I will leave B to tell you that. And we had a lot of fun. It was a really nice evening. And afterwards, um, us three and some others all went out for uh, dinner. And it was it was a really nice night. And it couldn't have started any better than this episode. So please enjoy High Quality Podcast with our guest, the wonderful B-Ducks. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Okay, would you like to say something? Hiya, it's me. I'm saying stuff. Brilliant. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm on. We're all on. <laughs> We're all sounding great. Right. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with my my good partner in crime over there. Um, oh, what nickname are we going with today? Go oh, Herman Munster. All right. Because it's Halloween. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Herman Munster. And mine, what are you going to go with? Um... <laughs> I'm going to come back to that. Oh, okay, pretty. <laughs> well, oh, it's been a long week, hasn't it? Yep, it's been a long week, like your short pint. Um, oh. Chris said he was going to have a small pint um, for this, and we should point out that small pint is obviously a pint. Uh, he's from Love Beer, oh, uh, yeah. so we are drinking vegan gluten-free beer, courtesy of Love Beer. Not all of his beer is vegan and gluten-free. I should point out. Um, this one's from Hepworth and Hepworth, yeah, yeah and uh, and so yeah, and thanks to all you like that have been buying the um, Love Beer packs of beer yes. with the uh, hardcore listing code. Yeah. So go and have a look on his website, and he will tell you all about that. So thanks to him, thanks to our other uh, sponsor, Bang Boom Creative, and on to today's guest. Yes. Well, we are honoured today. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are very much honoured today with the wonderful B Duck. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, B. You're all right. You're um, all right. How are you feeling? You're nervous? You're comfortable? You're confident? I'm pretty comfy. Yeah. Generally got an air of confidence about me, usually. Hiding my um, my inner nervousness and <laughs> just depression, really. <laughs> <laughs> Cover it with a smile, no, no, no. So, B, uh, yes. thank you for coming um, all the way from... You've come from up north, right? Well... Today I've come from Essex. Okay. But me personally, yep. it all began when I was born in the north of England. Yeah. Whereabouts? In the north. Lancashire. Right. Okay. Yeah, a little town called Blackburn. Yep. You may be familiar with the Blackburn Rovers. Yes. Yes, it's my team. Nice. It's my team. Do you support Team Stu? Um, I supported Arsenal until oh, 1989, right. I know, didn't I? I know then I walked away from football. Yeah, he walked away from it as if he was like a big player. Or <laughs> no, or a I walked away from following it. <laughs> 
Because you walk away. Because we won the league in the most spectacular style ever. <laughs> Not leave our high. And and <laughs> yeah, and it was, and it was the year that um, uh, there was a really horrible tragedy at a football mm-hmm. match, and all the stadiums become all seater, so you couldn't okay. stand at football anymore. And I used to love standing at football. And then all the prices went up. And in 1989, I was like, what, 16, 17? And I found the Stone Roses and Girls and stuff (laughs) like that and beer. And it was like, didn't have money for football anymore. I wanted to buy records. So it all changed then. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't ever really follow it because I'm so bad at football as a sport. Okay. But you would have been painting like... Dungeons and Dragons Pretty stuff, much. wouldn't you? Yeah, like... I was much, much more into orcs, I think, <laughs> than, than All about football. it, all about it. Well, thanks, B. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was I was a black belt by that point. I oh, fucking hell. Oh, B, so your top five. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> so before you've chosen what you have chosen, did yes. you consider any others? And did you discuss it with people? Did you get a I consensus did. of opinion? I, I thought about it a lot. I discussed it with uh, my friend Rebecca Crow, who you've mm-hmm. had on the podcast before. We have? Yeah, she's got her own podcast called Conversation, and that's the only other podcast I've been on. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. It's the first one that I've been on where I've not been knackered after yeah. getting back from a different country, so that's fun. But I was discussed with her, and I wanted to do um, my favourite female characters from films. But then I thought, I'll have never seen any of the films that you guys want to talk about, because I'm just so much younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me when she said that, not you. <laughs> well, all I hear about is how old you are. I just don't believe it. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought about that one and I thought, I'm going to go something that I'm much more familiar and comfortable with. Good idea. Yeah, so I've gone for my top five favourite Robin Williams films. That's a great shout. Yeah. It's a very good shout. I'm very impressed by that as a choice. Have Thank you done you. much research? I, I have. In, mm. in, do you know what I first discovered? But when I started, so I wrote my top five. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, what have I missed? And I got through 37 movies with him <laughs> in that yeah. I hadn't seen. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, I need to watch more Robin Williams yeah. movies. He's done a lot. And, and, and not just, obviously, he's done amazing television as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a fantastic uh, stand-up comic. Um, so, yeah, it, it, yeah. how about you? you what, what, what did you do? Do a little bit of research into well, this? As we know, I'm old as fuck, so <laughs> Mork and Mindy dropped just at the right time for me. Oh, so really? I would have been about seven or eight when okay. all of a sudden Mork was calling Olsen. And, and I, I remember running around saying Nanu Nanu to my dad all the time. <laughs> I just thought, just thought it was fucking the coolest thing ever. And yeah, and the th- I was literally singing the theme tune to uh, the dude that sits next to me at work today. And he was like, what's that? And I was like... Mulcamindi, and he was like, What's that? And I just know you just think, Oh, you're dead to me. <laughs> How can you not know how fucking Mulcamindi is? Oh, poor guy. He was young. <laughs> um, okay, well, look, um, we'll obviously discuss Robin Williams at length as yeah, we work course, our way through this. Sure. But should we get things rolling? Should we? Do, have you got, are they in order? Babe? Oh, it was so hard to put any any of them in order. I've got like my favourite one, and yeah. then the rest are ones that I had to mention. Yes. But to be fair, I think number five would just be all of the ones that aren't through one to four. Because I just love all of the films yeah. so much. He's like the furthest thing from esoteric that anyone could be. Because everyone has a favourite Robin Williams film. Yeah. I just love him. <laughs> oh, he's, he's where I got my love of hairy hands from. Oh, I he just love truly him so has. Much. He has impressively he's hairy like hands. He's the hairiest dude. 
Oh, my God, I love it. Do you dig a hairy... Well, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Stupid question one. Just for context. (laughs) Yeah, I do, I do. Hairy hands. Uh I don't think I'd go for a hairy guy. I think I'd go for no? one who's like, you what, know, sort of aerodynamic. Or like Duncan Goodhue. Or I've always, I've always <laughs> really fancied Brad Pitt. I've never seen him particularly very, very hairy. He's, he's always a bit stubble, quite... though. Yeah, yeah a Fight Club, he was a bit rough around the edges, wasn't he? No, that's, that's good. That's, but he's, he doesn't have it on his body very much, does he? I don't know. I don't want him kissing his chest with all hairs getting in the way. No, no why would you? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Robin Williams, hairy hands. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really hairy guy. Yeah. Really, Andy stand up that I've seen usually when he's got like a shirt on, a little bit of a tough coming out of a chest. Oh, <laughs> love it! Oh, I can't help myself. <laughs> His stand up is great, like, he, he's so comedians. I think to be a good one, anyway, you need to be pretty incisive and smart. But yeah. I think Robin Williams, he's it was he felt like above. Head and shoulders, the, the rest in terms of his intellect. Yeah. And, and Did you guys ever really get that feeling? Like yeah. he's just so mm. fucking Definitely. quick. Definitely, and 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 I, I use the term crazy in a context of his comedy was out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. not in reference to any kind of mental health mm. that he's, you know, that, that was obviously something that he suffered with throughout, mm. you know, most of his career, I imagine. But he, you know. My introduction was 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 Malk, and he mm. was and it was crackers as a yeah. kid. And yeah. I just remember thinking, this is absolutely amazing and bananas. And and then well, I won't say any more, just in case there are any of the films that you've chosen. <laughs> but um, do you know what I'm saying? I completely yeah. do. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was. Uh, and you're wearing a red jumper today. If you put a big silver triangle on the front of that, you oh, could, look like, I? You could look like Malk. <laughs> Didn't even yeah. think. Didn't yeah. even yeah. think. Yeah. Like, I drew a wig from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> get some flowy looks. Right, let's let's get going. Let's do it. So, yeah, well, well, roughly speaking, <clears> and, and I, sometimes I end up doing that with my top fives, yeah. where the four that like the other four, I find it's difficult. But yeah. there's one that I hold true, like is that I yeah. definitely know straight away. Sometimes what my number one is on on things. Yes. So that being said, what, what one would you like to pick for the number five slot? For the number five, yeah, if I had to talk about one, it would be Bicentennial Man. Because mm. I yeah. loved that. I remember watching that when I was really, really young and thinking that those massive robots that were actually humans were already around. And I was just kind of really sad that I didn't have one. <laughs> and I kept asking my mum if I could have a Bicentennial Man and she'd smack me and send me back to the corner. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she would. She'd just be like, no. You're an idiot. That's that's not oh. a thing. That's so sad. I wanted my Robin Williams by yeah. Man. I haven't seen it. <gasps> it's decent. It's good. It's, it's good. Oh, I've used like a special effect. Well, I was probably so I was probably about forty when that came out, yeah. and but I do remember it was like a lot of hype when that came out. Yeah. And and I don't know why I, I haven't seen it. it. It was one of the ones that I was discussing at work today, and I was like. <laughs> Shit, I haven't seen that. And people were like, we, we was discussing all the films, and, and and that was the one that come up. Everyone was like, it's really good. I was like, okay. Well, it takes a look into um, kind of mortality and what we think of as being a human, and what we think of as being a person. And it's just following this robot through his journey of wanting to be a human being, and it's just beautiful. Oh. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I like all, I love that theme in movies of robots, robots being becoming. humans. Wanting to become humans and yeah. stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it, it's funny you say that about because it, it was a film that you, I nearly missed, and I don't think I, ca- I caught it when it got released. I thought I caught it a few years later, 
So, yeah, and as I say, 37 movies I missed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's quite easy to from one to slip slip you by. What, um, I've got, it's been a while since I saw it. Do you, do you know who, who else acted in it? Who else was in there? Um, oh, sure. Nope. We will use the magic <laughs> phones. Yes, get to on So, while you're doing that, yeah. talking about um, stuff like that, um, where robots be almost are very human like, mm-hmm. did you watch the one that was on BBC a few years ago? And I have a feeling it was called Human. Or humans, or humans. something like that. And it was just the one where the family got the female robot, and then the either the eldest son or the dad started to kind of get a bit of a crush on it. Mm. And did you watch it? No, I did kind of, I kind of wanted to, but I just didn't have time. Was, I thought I knew it was going to get a bit sexy. Do though. you know what? It I was really it was good. And mm. we saw about four episodes, and I think we were watching it on the iPlayer, and then they yeah. decided to remove it. So we've still never seen the end of it. But it was like kind of. Just a BBC theme. It was really good. Yeah, it did I look, look quite. Up. Yeah, I no, it's pretty it. cool. And what's the other one that um, uh, Pip got all the uh, box set thing and signed stuff from it, didn't he? The um, that could not, literally be anything. I robot. No, he was signing. No, what was the one? Right? The, the, the female robot in the house. Um, female robot. Do you mean Ex Machina? Yeah. Oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it mentioned loads and everyone yeah. says it differently. That is the one I, that he got all the stuff I call from. It that is up, but yeah, it's a really cracking movie. That, that is brilliant. Yeah, that really is. Um, that pushed you. Jeez, man. Yeah, that was a cracking movie. Yeah. Um, and the whole way through, you're like, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, I really didn't know how that was going to pan out as it mm. goes. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, who's in? Um, who directed Ex Machina? Um, I'm going to have Someone to look at that. Did you find out who else was in Bison? Yes, Man? Sam Neill, who I fucking love, and that's what I was trying to remember. Um, right. he, was was in, there... he was in Jurassic Park. So oh, if you got, and that was in and around that era as well. So that was kind of a. Was Pierce Brosnan in Bison Tenium? I, don't... I didn't he... see that, but it's I Oliver Platt, and he looks a bit like a chubby Pierce Brosnan. Maybe that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It's not Pierce Brosnan at all, but I always get those two mixed up. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Oscar Isaac was in Ex Machina. He was the he was the main guy. He ended up going. He's he's been in a few. Films. He's done so much now. He's amazed. He was in Sucker Punch as well. That's how I remember. Oh, him. oh my gosh! Yeah, and no one ever recognises that. That's him, and no. that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, that was crap. Was one hell of a crazy visual movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Sucker Punch. It's kind of like just one for cosplayers. Like it's like a brilliant film to yeah. take ca- strong characters away from. But yeah. as a film itself, did I enjoy it? Could I watch it well, seven times in a row? No, because I, I felt like I, I felt like the plot wasn't. I've got to stop you there, Chris. Weak. I've got to stop you there. Is that the criteria? What if it's? Could if... I watch it seven times in a row? <laughs> it doesn't tick that box. Is yeah, it? No. pick any Robin Williams film. Can yeah. I sit down and watch seven times in a row? Yes. Right, that's what we're gonna make you do. <laughs> Sorry, now. Chris. We're gonna <laughs> stop. We're gonna <laughs> stop this the rules podcast. for this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna stop it. We'll be oh, back in God. fourteen hours. <laughs> Once you've watched Bicentennial, oh, I'd be so crap at going on Brett's <laughs> podcast. Films to be buried with, I'd just be like Robin Williams. <laughs> Any Robin Williams film. <laughs> but you said, uh, so you, uh, you, have you ever done cosplay? Um, I haven't because I went to a uh, Comic Con ages ago, and I can't mm. even remember. What, I can't even remember what I dressed up as now. But I went to something, and it was when I was still modelling, and. Mm. Uh, I had someone come up to me and say, I follow you on Instagram and you're not a real cosplayer. You're just a girl with your tits out. And I was just kind of, I know I was dressed in something like a really like Lolita dress or something. Mm. And I just covered up and I was just sort of, I can never do cosplay because everyone's just going to think that I'm a model getting my tits out right. for the sake of it. It's a tough I, I, one, I'm, I'm, This is an old man moment. Do, do not do not get your tits out in cosplay. Shit. Get them out. No one wants to What's cosplay? Oh, bless him. Oh. 
granddad. Do you want to? Or? Now go on, you're the guest. You, you... Uh, cosplay, in in basic terms, is where you take like a character that you really love and then you dress up as them. And it's very popular among older people and it's like... Nerd culture is really mainstream now, but it yeah. originally started from. We're talking about Comic Con, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. just going dressed as Harley Quinn. That's their favourite character. That's yeah. cosplay. Right. right. Oh, okay. That's called yeah. cosplay, right. Oh, it's not some kind of costume sexual thing. Play. No. Costume play. I mean, play. Sure it can be. be. No, Anything can be sexual, Stu. Well, I'll say it's creepy, that, Chris. That's <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help Jesus it, can Christ. I? I just can't help it. Okay, well, um, I'm. How much longer have I got? Do you know what? Oh, I'd love to have done a cosplay. I haven't done it yet, but it's I'm okay. not ruling it out. Shall we? Shall we get like a? Shall we go as Powerpuff Girls or something to the next Comic Con? Oh, I kind of quite like that. I'd look yeah. incredible. Sweet. Yeah. I no, went to it's, comic. It's, it's on the podcast now. We actually. <laughs> <laughs> there. We went to a Comic Con once, and me and Pip spent uh, most of the time counting how many. What was it? How many Jokers or Harley Quinns we could see? Because <laughs> yeah. it had just come out of su- Suicide Girls. Yeah. But it was really, it was really cool. Like, I miss squad. it. I'm I, I kind of annoyed <laughs> that I haven't been to... Uh, that's the only real big one I've gone to. Yeah. And like, I, lo- I really love it. I love the culture. And, yeah. Uh, but they, these cosplayers, dude, they take it to like a fucking... I've seen like, all the pictures. It looks brilliant. It's amazing. Like the, it's an art form in itself. Well, you can go and meet people there detail. and that, can't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Ed Scrime went one year, didn't he? And oh, like, you could go so. and meet Ed and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a big... He's, well, he's a big... We've had Ed on and he's a great... Yeah. He's a big comic book fan himself, isn't it? I think when he <coughs> came and did his top five of us, I think he had, yeah. he had a comic book t-shirt on. I can't remember yeah. the one now. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kevin Smith was at it last year. Was I think he? What, the UK one? Yeah, um, loads of my mates all of a sudden had photos with Kevin Smith, and I was like, oh. "Where the fuck's that? Like, <laughs> I want to meet Kevin Smith." You're not allowed. You're not uh, nerdy uh, enough. You don't know what cosplayers. They want you. When you said cosplay was for like older people, I just presume there's just loads of people I dressing mean... up like cocoon. Cocoon. At the bottom of the swimming pool, <laughs> drowning. It's not necessarily like just for older people because there are a lot of young people in it now. Yeah. But the um the sort of oh, I can't think of what the word is, but the kind of entitlement of you can only do it if you're a real nerd. Right. That comes from okay. the older generation. I think that's I think that's a shame. Just any any time. Like, how do you get new yeah. people excited? Yeah, if exactly. You can't, like, if, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you're attractive. You're a model. Like, that's a bit <laughs> harsh you. to be saying. Sorry, you can't now cosplay just because. You're quite attractive, and you've yeah. got breasts. It's a bit like I, I get it, though. You know, I get that why you'd feel uncomfortable if someone says that to you. Yeah, for real. Don't let them. Don't you guys, Powerpuff Girls, girl. <laughs> okay. You do it, girl. Thanks so much, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there are a lot of models that have gone around doing that, though. Sorry to interject. I know you yeah. you're going for something there, but I'm just uh, no. cut right in. There are there are a lot of models that have gone from doing adult work to cosplay, and I think that's where it all comes in because mm. they then get a Patreon or whatever and get a lot of money yeah. and they earn from cosplay whereas a lot of people they just do it for the love of it and that's yeah. where it kind of all gets a little bit yeah. muddy yeah right, okay sure. so, so and, got, and so, that's happened with twitch as well yes where, oh absolutely so, so basically the coup you know what dan the yeah. sack does yeah, 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 yeah but then you've got the gaming channels where yeah you know there's people who are there who are just basically just earning money off they're not really games fans. They're just baiting people with, you know, their boobies hanging mm. out and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't, I've not thought about any of this enough to, well, to know uh, where I stand on any of it. Really. I, I need to go back a little bit. So, so from cosplay, yeah, people that were adult worked in, you know, adult work or, or mm. stuff like that. Uh-huh. 
then they can make money out of cosplay. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So is that like kind of like a Patreon thing? And it can be anything. They can. Um, a lot of uh, models that I know will do cosplay photo shoots and do like cosplay strip down sets, and then they'll go to a comic con and sell prints of them as a certain character, which obviously in an area full of people who may not necessarily get to meet women like that, yeah. will go over and buy every piece of merch they have just to talk to them. <laughs> so they make a lot of money, yeah. and it does tend to annoy people around them. Right, right. I can get it in a way, but bitches got to make money. Right. Exactly, like that, that's what I mean. Like, it's, if, if, if you, what's the difference to that, to modelling? Like, in a sense, if you, if you was modelling anything else, whether it was underwear, swimwear, or whatever, and, and people were like, oh, mm. wow, you look hot in that, and you yeah. work hard at making yourself look hot, yeah. You're, there's a there's a there's a market there's for a market, it. So yeah. you know, as yeah. long as the people are respecting the models, yeah. then yeah. you know. I, I suppose know. it's the other way around, yeah. though. Yeah. The models respecting the art of cosplay. Yes. Okay. Fair there's a whole there's, there's yeah. a whole thing, yeah, yeah. which is why I don't want to get involved in it, no matter yeah. how much I would love to. Yeah. But I just it's just a, a line I don't want to even cross. That's nuts. Yeah. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. I'm now thinking me and you should do some kind of cosplay oh, thing. Oh, I'm so down for yes. that. Please do. Whatever you guys, you Joker guys tell us what you want. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want me to have a pudding choker, that's fine. Um, yes. Yeah, I, you tell us what you want us to cosplay and uh, we'll consider it. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be comic books, isn't it? Doesn't Whatever. have to be. It doesn't have to be. It can no. be anything. It can be a movie. My, my, my kids will really want me to be Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my oh, wow. God, yes. Yeah. yeah. It'll take work, mate. If you want to do it, like it depends how... Far in you want to go. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon you could do a good wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Six burps, <laughs> one podcast, not bad. <laughs> B, yes. number four. Hello. Oh, let me just uh, check my list. Oh, number four is The Birdcage. Yeah. Nice. Good Have one. you actually seen I've this seen one? Yeah, bless Thank yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. He just plays that role so, so well. It's Did he win any awards for that? I, I don't, don't know. I mean, he should win an yeah, award. Yeah, I think it's that. Him and Billy Crystal in that. See, this is what I mean about how I shouldn't have gone for just female characters because I can't remember anything. Hey, look, we're not or that anyone. Great My phone's died, so I can't actually help. <laughs> I'm going to have a little look. Sorry, they go on. No, no, uh, carry on as you were. Talking so t- t- tell the listeners, if they haven't, a little bit about the birdcage. So, you know? the birdcage, Robin Williams uh, runs a drag club and it's brilliant, and his husband plays the the main drag person star. I, I couldn't think of any <laughs> word then. It was wonderful. Uh, so they, they run the club together, and it's all about how Robin Williams' son... I can't remember his name, what, who, what his name is in the film. Anyway, Robin's son comes in, and he's met a wonderful girl, yeah. and he wants to marry her and introduce each other's families. But she her family's all conservative. Quite conservative. And, yeah, yeah, and I've no idea that... His dad is gay yeah. and runs a drag club, and it's all about that. So his son, yes. Val Goldman, mm-hmm. is Dan Futterman, okay. and his fiance is Barbara Kelly, uh, Callista Flockhart. Oh, really? Mm. And the other um, parent is uh, no, um, he's in a relationship with um, Albert Nathan Lane. Albert, yeah, Nathan Lane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. There we <laughs> what's, go. What's, what's Rob Rob Williams' sure. character's name? Uh, Armand Goldman. Oh. Yeah, cool. That yeah. click was so good. It was very good. Oh, oh Hank Azaria's in it as well. And Gene Hackman. A super cast. Dude, any, any Rob, I'm movie. telling you, man. Everyone needs to just watch Robin Williams films for yeah. the rest of their life. That's all you ever need. Yeah. You're sleeping. <laughs> like, that bicentennial, when I did see the cast, that bad. Yeah. 
had a bit of solid solid cast, but yeah, Sam Neill just jumped out at me for that. I can't remember Gene Hackman in Birdcage. It's been a while since mm. I saw it. I, I saw it when it came out, and that's it. And that was ninety six, I believe. I couldn't tell. Bang, no, yeah. Well done, <laughs> well done. Congratulations. So why, what, what pulls these sort of ones like Bicentennial and Birdcage? Why have these cut making the cut? I think it's the difference of human nature that he plays because he plays such when you think of Robin Williams you kind of just think of like oh, as a comedy person but there's such heart in every role that he plays like the, the birdcage is so hilarious and funny but there's that beautiful gut feeling of his son's future family don't know that his father's gay mm. and he's pretending that he's not and it's just it's beautiful and Bicentennial Man he's trying to be human and it's just there are really funny moments, but he's also just a brilliant actor, and I just love him. Yeah. And that is the seventh time I've said this so far. Mm, that's it fine. You've you got a, a, <laughs> another hundred to get through, <laughs> loves. So, yes. before we go on to three, mm-hmm. I... Um, well, let, let's let's talk about your, your career to date. Oh, Jesus. All okay. of it. All really, of it. day one. <laughs> your first job. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, I'm, so a lot of people uh, yeah. will know you as being a model, right? Uh, yes, they will. I'm, I'm a model. I'm a. Oh, this is so hard because I have so many jobs. Uh, a model. I'm a photographer. I make content for other people as well. I am a videographer. I am a amateur YouTuber. Um, I'm a trained body piercer. I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Damn. A loving partner, a great daughter, a wonderful friend. Um. <laughs> You're a hustler. You're a hustler, baby. Yeah, dude. Hustle never stops. What's, Hustle never stops. What's an amateur YouTuber? What's um, the difference from when do you when do you like cross the line? Well, to be I'd a like to get paid, but I don't. <laughs> That's the difference, obviously. Right, yes. gotcha. Okay. Yes. So I've got videos out there. My main ones at the moment are just like vlogs of when I've gone on a shooting abroad which I love I love traveling so much and I've recently done two sex work videos so I've just been doing a little bit of education about sex work and a little introduction of 
what it actually is, because a lot of people seem to be mm-hmm. completely blissfully unaware mm-hmm. that sex work is not just prostitution. That's yeah. not all it is. Yeah. Which is shocking that most people just hear sex worker and go, oh, cool, so you have sex for money then. Mm. It's like, mm, nope. No. Nope, I don't. Okay, so, so yeah. explain then. Explain a little bit. So, sex work, I, I should have written down the... Um, the explanation if you google it the association of uh, sex workers online or somebody um say that sex work is anything that defines um exchanging money for any sort of sexual service so it could be photos it could be a conversation on the phone a text message and a sex worker can be engaging in sex work even if they don't class sex workers what they do okay yeah. So a lot of a lot of um, models, cam girls, go-go dancers mm. won't actually associate themselves with sex work, but they are a sex because worker. of a primitive, like yes. a, a, you know, idea that a, a prostitute is a sex yeah, worker. Yeah, exactly, and, and they don't want to be associated so. with that. Mm. Okay. But bringing themselves away from that association is adding to the taboo. Definitely. And if more girls just said, "Yeah, I'm a glamour model," yeah. that makes me a sex worker, then yeah. a lot of other people would just sort of go, "Okay, cool. So sex work isn't just." Yeah. I really like that, B. And like when I saw you releasing some of your um, t-shirts the other day, that that was one of the big things that like triggered me to invite you on as well, because oh, cool. you do sex work is work is like the mm-hmm. t-shirts you're you're selling at the moment, yes. isn't it? And that's to you're using that money to help actually raise the awareness of sex work. I am indeed. So I'm selling uh, crop tops, top bags, t-shirts at the moment, and that's all going into a separate fund. I've made a separate bank account for it and everything, so that's nice and accumulating a little bit of saving money so that's good uh, and the plan is to set up a website that's going to re- act as a resource for other sex workers and I also want to take get up and down the country doing talks and getting lots of people involved that otherwise would not know anything about it if that mm. makes proper sense there's no, a whole there's a, a whole plan sense. written down because I do think there's a stigma with it and absolutely I, and, and I, I I don't know I just find that it's just a funny thing that that people can disassociate it. I've had friends. I think where that stim uh, as, as, as triggered from is 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 having friends sort of being really disrespectful about um, mm. predominantly other girls who have been in in the sex work industry, one one yeah. shape or the other, and disassociating them with like people just regular normal human beings. And, yeah. and, and uh, like I've had people say some really sort of like derogatory remarks about it, and. And it fucking it's it annoys me. It annoys yeah. me a lot. Same. Um, you know, even like um, but like you said about how it adds to the taboo when people disassociate themselves yeah. from it and stuff like that. I there was a girl who who I worked with the other day, and um, we were in a we were in a coffee shop, and I bumped into her randomly. It was just before work, and she was dressed. It's like dress down day, mm-hmm. and she looked great, you know. And she said, "Oh, what, someone at work said that I look like a cool girl." Like that, and I and I'm not. I I don't think that you know. I think if you if your reasons are sound and you're happy in whatever thing you pursue, I don't think we should be a, a portioning a, a negative thing to say in what you're doing. And and the girl behind the bar at the coffee stand was like, "Oh, don't um, oh, you don't look like a cool girl and stuff like that." And yeah. I, I sort of like, I didn't, I did. I'm at a coffee shop. It wasn't the time to be, you know, it was very quick. Sorry, but you know, accident kicks you. It wasn't the time yeah. to sort of like have a deep and meaningful at that point. But it's like, I think it's a, I think it's a shame because we're shunning people for, 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 well, that in itself is actually, you know, being prostitution, I guess, a cool girl, isn't it? But mm. I still feel that's not like right to be sort of disassociated, like saying, oh, it's wrong to be or it's wrong to look like that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people saying things like, oh, well, I wouldn't let my daughter do that job or, well, why not? 
Yeah. She's happy. She's safe. She's earning a decent living. Yeah. I know a lot of girls that are younger than me that live in their own three-bed house that they've bought themselves. They own their own car. And it's sort of like, so if a girl's 21, she can afford all these things herself. She's got an education. With the money that she is earning, she's putting herself through uni debt-free. She's then getting a law degree and is going on to do... It's, I just... What's the issue with it that? It fucking annoys me. What's it's, the problem? It's, it's, it's archaic. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And, and it's I primitive. Think it's part fear. It's part... It's, it is. Yeah. It's fear and not knowing a lot, a lot of people who are sort of like more... Just from the old school about bodies, especially, I don't know, if the English are it a, a bit like exactly that. It is. That's but, exactly what it is. But um, I think it makes people feel bad about sexuality and sexual nature. Mm. And the weird thing about that is we are all sexual beings, you know, to, to one extent or another. This is coming from a guy who, about 20 minutes ago, started going, well, cosplay can be sexy. <laughs> yeah. But you, Making you, flipping you, remarks about people, the way people look. You walked straight in my kitchen, the first thing you've done was dissed what I was wearing. <laughs> Um, so true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that's. If you, I think like, if you're happy in what you're doing, uh, I think that's the the most important thing. If you're happy and you're safe, you know, yeah. or within, uh, no job is completely safe, you know. But at the same time, within mm-hmm. accept what you find as acceptable standards, and that, you know, yeah. you're not jeopardizing your life and health for it. Then you know. Fucking, I don't. I, what does it matter? What's the alternative? What, Go and does? do a job that you really don't fucking like, and mm. just yeah. sit in an office doing something that you really don't mm. like, surrounded yeah. by people you've got nothing mm. in common with mm. for the rest of your fucking life, mm. just so you don't upset some fucking ignorant people. Mm. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's one of the um, me and my nan actually were talking about the other day because uh, she asked uh, if I'd ever done porn completely randomly. She was like. <laughs> Poured and I was like, no, Nan, but I might. And she was like, oh, well, good for you. You do what you want. And that's the first conversation oh, we've ever had like wow. that because she's a lady that has some interesting opinions on some things, and we yeah. tend to just steer clear of that. So when she just went, did you pour? And I was like, ah, <laughs> no, Nan, but thanks for asking. But I, I, we had the discussion that I couldn't imagine going back to a nine-to-five job. I, I, I've done them in the past. I've yeah. been a cleaner. I've done all sorts of jobs, and I could not imagine working another realtor job at all working an hour to earn what what's the minimum wage seven pound something eight pound we'll say working eight pound an hour when i can sit at home and sell a print for 20 quid and sell six prints in a day and i've sat on my bed doing a bit of admin work and i've earned 200 quid in a day Mm. and my mum's coming home from a job she hates calling me saying i just hate it i'm so tired all the time and i've earned 40 pound mum do porn Mom, yeah. If you're listening, get stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bees, mum, do porn. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, you're not allowed to say it. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, it's true. I, again, it's that ideology of, of, of how we've seen uh, how people are expected to earn money and, and yes. still that nine to five ideology, really. Uh-huh. And people won't uh, struggle to let go of that as much as they do the more taboo sort of ways to earn money or, or, or show, yeah. showing your body or whatever. Sure. But it's judging others by your own morals as well. Because yeah. a lot of people say things like, um, oh, well, I'd much rather you were a policeman. And I'm like, well, why? Well, what's, uh, I mean, obviously there are massive differences between being a policeman and being mm. a cam girl. Mm. But I, I don't, you're judging another I'd person I'd like to combine them two, though, to be honest with you. Sexy well. cam girl, police outfit. I mean, sure that's, that's out what there. you're into. It's already <laughs> out there, dude. Get on Pornhub. No, wait, don't go on Pornhub. Straight away. Don't go on Pornhub. It's stolen porn. Please yeah. pay for your porn. Exactly. I want to make that a thing that I've said on this podcast. Definitely. Please pay for your porn. There are many ways of doing so. Pay for it directly. Okay. Yeah. And that is your pin. Your personal public safety announcement. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thank Wanking you. Wanking safety announcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, B. I, I, I interrupted your. Uh, what you're saying about the difference between being a police officer and. and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, you're judging somebody based on your own um, moral grounds mm. of being a police officer is much more morally acceptable mm. than taking your clothes off for money. And that mm. says more about you as a person than the person doing it. Definitely. Completely. Because you're then saying that someone else doing the job that they that makes them happy shouldn't do it mm. because you don't approve. What kind of person does that? It's so strange, and and and, and it isn't your pers- it isn't your job. But they they say that a lot that people do feel that they need to have a, their job I, that defines them. Mm. Um, again, that's something that we've we've had more so over the last few hundred years. But um, yeah, I know loads of bad coppers, like like coppers <laughs> honestly, like that, that aren't particularly nice or good people. Yeah. So it isn't their job that is the thing that makes them a decent or wholesome person or, or, or someone that you want to be associated with yep. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So it's such a strange thing to, to think is, oh, you do this or you do that, so then therefore you're bad. Yeah, and it's usually the, and as you mentioned, it's a lot of time it's, it's girls on other girls saying things like, oh, I wish I had a sugar daddy, and then in the same breath comment on how a stripper is a slut mm. when that's actually, you want to be a sex worker if you're talking about, oh, you had a sugar daddy to yeah. pay for everything. That's sex work, babe. Yeah. That's mm. that's being a sex worker. And you're then dissing strippers who are buying the things you want ten times over mm. for money they've earned in a night. Yeah. So, mm, it's not all about the money, obviously. Like, yeah. a lot of the work I do is, doesn't pay well, but I love it, and I get to yeah. do it on my own time. I work by my own schedule. And it makes me happy. That's I don't cool. have to answer to anyone, which is nice. I couldn't imagine having a boss now. Work for someone else, could not imagine it, wouldn't do it. No, thank you. Well, so no. Stop asking me to work for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> um, well, you, you do photography. How did you get I into do. photography? Uh, start with modelling. And yep. um, actually, that's a complete and utter lie. <laughs> when I was 15, I started a college course in photography. And the Pearson studio that I was working at at the time said, You don't need college, don't go. So I was like, Okay, <laughs> I'll just live my life here. <laughs> and gave that up. And I always like loved having a camera and just taking photos, as sad as that sounds. And then when I got into sex work, I was earning enough to buy my own camera and lenses and everything and got a, like, Photoshop training pack thing. Taught myself Photoshop. You was balling then, basically. Mm. You could put, I a while ago. Lenses. <laughs> Skin now. <laughs> <laughs> Bought all those lenses and I have no money. But yeah, I loved it. And through modelling, I'd met a lot of amazing other models mm. and they... Well, kind enough to let me shoot them, cool. photograph them, feel they're unaware I didn't actually shoot them because <laughs> a lot of people weirdly get mixed up there and I have to clarify, so you're weird. But yeah, so I got to Photoshop, Photoshop, photogra- photograph, photograph, yeah. all of my friends and they were very kind about it and again through modelling I met a lot of photographers who were happy to teach me things I didn't already know and that's how I got into that. Super. So, yeah. so that's my uh, little journey. What do you like with a <laughs> camera, mate? Not bad. Yeah? Yeah, been out taking photos today with Brad Acton. Have you? His beard looks epic today. Um, yeah, we went up to uh, just some boring stuff. Mm. Uh, no, nothing particularly exciting and crazy. Cool, well, let's just carry on with Brad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what? He's, he's a really fucking dull story, but I, I've been out today uh, doing some videoing really? with Brad, yeah. But uh, but nothing of that is exciting in the slightest. Aww. I've got a terrible eye for a photo. Yeah. I'm really not good at it. You don't take a good one either. No, um, cruel. you're cruel. That's why we do a podcast. B. Yeah. B, number three. <laughs> Let me check my list. <laughs> oh, oh, number three, obvious. Mrs. Doubtfire. Is that cosplay? 
creepy. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more. If you went it's back. a whole oh different. If I if I let's think of the the, the, the storyline to Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, Robin Williams splits up with his wife, oh and Carl loves his kids so hard that he decides oh. to pretend to dress up as a nanny so he could spend all day with them. That ain't cosplay, mate. <laughs> That's the storyline to also a horror film as much as it is. Uh, Whoa. Well, have you seen when they've re-edited it as a horror no. film? Fucking amazing. So they did. They've re-edited Mrs. Doubtfire oh, as a horror movie. That as is a trailer. So sick. Genius. It's so good. It's done. They've done it so well. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll download later, it. I'll show it to you later. Yeah. You can yeah. never, ever, ever yeah. hear "Do Looks Like a Lady" and not <laughs> think of that film, right? Yeah. 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 Right. It is. So you good. immediately think of that. And yeah. the scenes of just hoovering. Oh. <laughs> oh. But again, it's another film where it's really funny. Yeah. And you laugh, but at the heart of it. He just wants some love. He just wants to be near his kids. And it's really, really beautiful how throughout the film, he teaches his kids about how divorce isn't a horrible thing. Mm. And it's like one of the best films, I think, that doesn't have the and everyone lived happily ever after yeah. endings no. but it makes you it teaches you something from a young age no it, so. was, it was really good for that it didn't yeah. cop out like that it didn't it didn't make it didn't make it obvious in that yeah. sense and actually it was a, a film of its age as well I think yeah. I think probably divorce rates and stuff like that by, by, by the time yeah, Doubtfire was released is probably Rough. really going through the roots by that point wasn't it and uh, probably was kind of good but without selling some kind of false message yeah. to kids as well without having to say for this to be all right, the mum and dad have to get back together. They have to get back together. Actually, yeah. there's a life beyond that, and also, plus, your dad might end be. up getting a sick show on TV with bad dinosaurs. <laughs> but, right? <laughs> oh my god, so good, so good. Have you ever dressed up as a woman and then followed your kids around? <laughs> no, it's really weird. I was having a conversation with my kids the other day about dressing up as a woman. Yeah, um, and Carol went. Daddy used to wear a dress on stage every night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And then the kids were like, really? And I was like, yeah. And so that that was a kind of, not that I've ever felt any need to not mention it to yeah, the girls. Yeah, it's not but come up yet, basically. But it just hasn't come up yeah. that, you know, they knew I was a fucking idiot in bands for years, but didn't realise <laughs> I was necessarily wearing a, a dress on stage every night. But... Uh, Never look good, not once. <laughs> no. no. I'm not no offence. I just don't think you No, I'm not, I'm there. not. Do you know what? In the mid nineties, like when when kind of um like early blur and early pulp and stuff like that, yeah. we started going up to like um Soho at these clubs and that. And there was lots of kind of it, it, it was like guys were experimenting with like eyeliner yeah. and uh, uh, and and little but like bits of glitter and stuff like that and I thought right I'm, I'm gonna get involved and uh, because I love music I thought it was a really strong look and you love glitter I'm, I love glitter brilliant carry on um <laughs> but I'll, I'll show you a photo shoot that I've done for a mm -hmm. magazine right where I'm wearing glitter I'm loving where this is going and eyeliner <laughs> right oh, mate, I can't pull it off yeah. I can't pull it off yeah. and I'm not suggesting I'm like Mr. Alpha Mal like <laughs> Look like a builder, yeah, yeah, yeah. but even when I was clean shaven <laughs> yeah. and a bit of peroxide white hair at yes. this point, yeah. uh, and a fur jacket, yeah. like well, faux fur, is Thank it called you. faux fur? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> little bit of glitter. I had I had this thing right, and it was like it was an because uh, I've got big eyebrows. It was an eyebrow gel mm. pen laced with glitter, 
So my oh. eyebrows would be quite glittery. So I was trying to be a bit kind of... It was edgy and... A bit yeah. pre-Britpop, yeah, yeah. you know, quite camp, and I was comfortable with it. Yeah. But I just... Didn't just, look right. It didn't look no. right. Yeah. And I wish it did. Yeah. I ain't got the cheekbones, mate. No. Oh, I'll get fillers. <laughs> I, mean, I reckon the kids might be a little confused if I come home with like glittery eyebrows and fillers now and went, I'm going to Soho and uh, I've got to find someone that. Explain, this is how daddy's happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, all right. Uh, ever, ever worn makeup, Chris? I, I, it's weird, isn't it? Because I've had. Um, I, I've put on mascara before just for the just to see what it looks like, and once your eyes are that dark, it, it was quite scary. Yeah. Um, but I scared I, you. A little bit on me because I was just because obviously how it changes the eye. It was, oh, it was, right, no, okay. it was it's as simple as that. It was yeah. nothing more anything more complicated. Uh, no, not really. I've uh, uh, at the clothes shop I used to work in back when I was like eighteen. I often wore a dress at the shop. Um, I can just on a Sunday. A lot for shits and giggles, but also um, what I did notice is how complicated dresses are to, to wear. Like like with like a pair of trousers, you just you just whip them on, you just pull them up. That's it, belt done, problem solved. Wearing dresses like this, depending on the the, the, the shape of the dress and that, they're like a fucking Rubik's cube <laughs> trying to get some of those on. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, um, you've done really well to work out putting a dress on. It must be very <laughs> mate, difficult. If you've not, if you've not, the, if you've not, there are there are top. Oh, no, there are top. No, 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 no. They're not. They're not. They're sometimes they've got string here. Are they their armholes? No, not armholes. It's confusing. It really oh was, yeah, like they were complicated dresses. Guys, if anyone else has ever struggled with putting dresses on um, and has got any advice for Chris, <laughs> uh, please let us know. He's starting a club on Sunday yeah. so he can all get together and talk about that's your it. Yeah, dress club. Um, that's it. That's that's the only that's the only. I can't believe you were here on time. You, mate, you must have just got your dress on quite easily today. <laughs> well, it was hard, you know. I, I had to imagine. get some help. Yeah. Have you never found that putting on like tops complicated when they're like if they've got? Well, I reckon my head goes through the big hole. My arms go through the two little ones. No, like, you, you guys have both hung me out to dry on that one. Just like an old dress. <laughs> so yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire was is is pretty. It's brilliant. It's pretty yeah. epic, isn't it? Yes. B Ducks number two. Hello, me. Oh, I can remember what number two is, but I'm gonna look just in case. Yeah, number two. Nearly got number one for me because Oof. this film I could watch at least nine times in a row. I reckon. Okay. Surpasses number seven, and it's Hook. <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah. Do you know what? It, 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 I, I've, I've wrestled with this being my number one. I wonder if our number ones are the same. But yeah, Hook, Hook's I fucking it. genius. It good, Hook is it? just, yeah. oh, it's the tits. I love it. I it's love a, it. Yeah, it's, it's a clever fable, I think. It's amazing. Mm. It's fantastic. Again, teaches you amazing things. It's yeah. wonderful. And it's hilarious. And Rufio. 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 <laughs> he was a cool dude, wasn't he, Rufio? Oh, yes. I don't want to I wanted that haircut. Do any, like, I don't want to do any spoilers, but literally, if you've not watched Hook now, Something's who are wrong you? With but yeah, like Rufio um, croaking was hard. It's hard to dude, watch. Dude, right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. one of the first movie deaths that I ever cried at. Yeah. And I was like, ah, no. Yeah. Rufio. So, so sad. Because it was just such a lovable, lovable little baddie at first. Exactly. A cool-looking baddie, but in the end, you know... Super cool. Yeah, it oh. comes good. What, um, 
Who was Hook? Was it Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, yeah it was, wasn't it? Of course it was. Um, mm. Him taking off that wig up, not having the wig oh, on, was one God. of the creepiest things I've ever seen when so I was that weird, age. Yeah. Dude, it, that, that fucked me up when I was little. Because I was just sort of, nope, nope, that does yeah. not look right. I don't like it. No. Put the wig back on. It's so weird how it changed. Wait, you... Spielberg as well. Yeah. Oh, of course it was. Mm. True story. Oh, it's so good. So, so, so good. good. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Goddamn. Absolute pain. Yeah. It's a good. It's a cool story hook. You know, it's a good reimagining of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the croc, because the croc sort of is in it, but isn't, isn't it? Like it, it comes in at the yeah. end and gets his man, but. Yeah. yeah, well, it's after it's after, like Pete Pansler because he's. So if you haven't watched it, first of all, stop this podcast yeah. and go and watch Hook and come back to this. But it's after Ron Williams plays Peter when he's all grown up, and he has to go back to Neverland to save his children. Ah, oh, mm. I just love him so much. Oh my god, he's amazing, <laughs> and I love him. I just love him. It's just such a good film. They're all good films. Jesus Christ, someone stop me. I just love them. I don't what? think I've seen a re... I don't... That, to me, still is where it, the buck stops with Peter Pan. Like, there hasn't been one that's come out since that no. I've preferred. Yeah, I, I agree. There There's was a recent one called Pan. And yeah. it was sort of like... I mean, I can I can watch it because I love Peter Pan as a, as a premise. And yeah. have, have you heard the, um, the, like, fucked up backstory of what Peter Pan actually is? No. Well, I'm probably going to get it wrong. Go on. So... Anyone correct Chris, me? Chris operates on guesswork oh, anyway. Dude, so it's I know. My, it's my, that's, my, uh, that's my PhD, BSE, <laughs> well, <PA, laughs> MD. The, another, um, another top five that I actually thought about <laughs> was top five times Chris has just chatted absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? If you would have told me that, I would have had a completely separate five as well. That would have been brilliant. Right? Oh, you should have Pip back on oh. and do that one. That's what I think. Oh, God. That's yeah. an MD. What's, what's the MD? What's the PhD in? Guesswork. Guess <laughs> listen, oh. I, I like to approximate things. You know, yeah. get, get things in like a, a rough area, and that's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. Life's too quick for the details. Yeah, yeah, of course it is, mate. Of course it is. Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. So that was going to be a top five. That, Thanks, I, I thought about it. I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, because Pip would have been sat next to you, like, absolutely trying to get get him in as well, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he'd, he'd have been sending him separately, just in a separate text, going, send this one, say this one. And he'd probably been texting me now, saying, just like an honourable mention, that was my phone across the table. <laughs> <laughs> Not Pip actually texting you now, going, oi. Tell Chris, he's a <laughs> Whenever, Whenever you say anything oh. that he's ridiculous <laughs> I will generally get a text the day of release yeah. like, or if I say something ridiculous and you haven't picked up on it he will message me saying yeah. Chris did not even notice that did he <laughs> and it's a little joke that I'm really pleased with that doesn't get that gets completely ignored because you're too busy indulging in your own you guesswork you said it, it was like when you'd gone to the optician or something and you said it was. Oh, what did you say about having like one eye or something? Oh, oh the monocle. The monocle. Oh, amazing. Is that whiffing with one eye? And you just didn't respond at well, all. Well, that's no. I mean, I did. I was sat here laughing, wasn't I? About well, about the the one well, eye. Well, it didn't yeah, come you across. Oh, whiffing with one eye. Oh, I didn't hear that. Bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but the monocle. I can just like imagine me. your face like all giddy, like oh, that was so funny. And I laughed. Just knocked that out the park, and he didn't even realise. <laughs> 
I love how you sit there thinking that's the only time it happens. Like sometimes I sit, sit, sit there and I sit back with my arms folded going, well, expect laughter. And you're like just staring at me and I'm like, what? That's you're brilliant. Like, it. But by the medium of podcasting, it just sounds like you just don't even hear it. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, back to Hook, yeah. Um, I, I'm really curious now to know what your one is. Like, I'm not going to push you for it yet. There's so many. There's quite a few that mm. I would have had in there that you yeah. haven't mentioned yet, so I'm I'm quite mm. curious as to where well, we're going with this. This is what I meant. I mm. couldn't. I couldn't. That's why number five is provisionally just yeah. all yeah. a million stars. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. they're cracking. Yeah. And everybody has their their own sort of favourites, and it yeah. says a lot about them what their favourites are. Yeah. True story. So we're gonna find out now. Yeah. <gasps> Bay's gonna judge us. This better me. be good because so far you've not really mentioned many of mine. You've just come in here like wrecking lives with your <laughs> your top five. <laughs> Well, we did horror movies last week, and yes. it was so hard to do a five. And like, I felt like I was cheating on all the other horror, film- horror movies that I love. Like, I felt like I, I needed to give them all time, and yeah. I didn't. And I so got I still, five. Oh, no. I got five, and they were all horror, which was good. Yeah, congrats. Stu doesn't understand the work. It was a horror podcast. <laughs> he doesn't understand the mechanics of horror. When we done top five zombie films, two of my films didn't have zombies in. I didn't know 28 Days Later weren't zombies. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'll Aww. give you Not that 28 one. Days Later, Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. Oh. See, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't you have Lost Boys in there? That yeah, makes me... That what? Boils, that boils my blood. Oh. I can't begin to tell you oh. things Things we did, like Pet Hates the other day. The fact that you think Lost Boys is zombies is... Oh, I don't boils, even know why I said it. Boils my blood. That is distressing. I know. I loved Lost Boys. Well, yeah. clearly not, no, man. <laughs> I have a Lost Boys t-shirt. Well, burn it. Yeah, you don't deserve it. <laughs> I don't deserve <laughs> to wear it, do I? <laughs> What's your top spot? <sighs> are you ready for it? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are. Strapped in. <laughs> You're so sad. <laughs> My top one is What Dreams May Come. What Dreams May Come. I that seen is it. My t- <laughs> Whoa! You know what? I don't think Whoa! I've seen it. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! No, yeah, no, that is possibly that. apart from Dead Poets Society, that is like the saddest Robin Williams film. Yeah. Patch Adams. I mean, Patch Adams is really, really, really sad, but it's not on the level of what dreams may come. Right. I, I thought One Hour Photo was pretty sad. One Hour <laughs> yeah. Photo was like he was a very sad man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, I don't. I haven't seen What Dreams May Come. I can't believe my top spot. Yeah. I did. Oh, I'm gutted. Uh, Dude, I'm absolutely I, gutted. I'm disappointed. So, well, the exciting thing here is, B, like, it's something I don't know about, so I get to hear about oh, that's it. that's good. So, yeah, it's an introduction to something wonderful. Yes. Oh, my yes, God, yes, it sounds yes. fucking harrowing. Dude, see? Right, okay. I was about to just shout dude for the sixth time then. <laughs> I'm just so distraught that neither of you have seen it. Oh, my God. So, so tell us about What Dreams May okay, Come. Okay, so What Dreams May Come is about... Oh, there's so much sad shit that happens. Okay, I'm not going to say all the sad shit, but... Basically, Robin Williams, obviously, uh, his two children pass away. I believe it's in a car accident, but I can't really remember. And his wife is so sad and she's just really, really upset about it all. And he's helping her through all of her depression. And then I think he's a doctor, I believe. And there's a car crash in front of him and he goes to help people and he ends up being killed. And he goes to heaven. And the way heaven is depicted is just amazing and marvellous and I love it so much and from heaven he is looking down and seeing how sad his wife is and there's um in she's a painter and she does a painting of like a purple tree and I was gonna get that tree tattooed on me 
but I didn't, and I'll tell you why I didn't later on. But she's so, so sad that she kills herself and goes to hell because she's quit suicide. Oh, fuck. And the rest of the film is him travelling from heaven and going on a journey to go and get her from hell. And he was, like, he's... Wow. There's one, there's one bit where he just says to her, like, I'd rather be in hell with you than have you down here alone. And it's just... Uh, oh, my gosh. It's... The whole film that is just... That sounds so good. It's... Huh? He has a spirit guide, which is Cuba Godin Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Useful. But there's a, there's a twist there. When you watch it, you'll be excited about it. There's a couple of twists where you just sort of like, ah, like that. That's the noise that'll come out. Ah. <laughs> it <often> does. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful film. It's wonderfully done. Oh, that sounds so good. I can't believe I've never seen I that. I am just, I'm just. There was me you know what? You were but that's good though. I thought flubber. Like, <laughs> 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 Emotionally polar opposite. I thought um, the, the the good thing about these podcasts is that every now and again you get a, a good little kind of tip off. And yeah, that, for sure. I'm all over that. No, same. You're, my you're my kids it. will love that. As the well. fact that you yes. rated it as number one means Oof. that it's good. It's not even it that that could. Oh, mm. All the noises. Does it get you? Does it? Is it quite? Um, it's quite every emotional? time I watch it. Every... Oh. Is it still every... guaranteed tear Yeah, for you? absolutely. And and even even throughout, it isn't just like oh the ending is sad and it makes you cry. Throughout the film, there are several points that I'm just on the floor in oh. a ball crying. I can't watch the film because it's just so beautiful. Uh, do you like having a little cry at a film? I I do because I don't like crying. I'm proper like if I cry, yeah, sure. I'm like it's either when I'm really angry or I'm just I feel weak when I cry. So mm. if I watch a film and it makes me cry, I'm like I hate you, but I love you because yeah. you've got that emotion from me. So, I watched yeah. a film a little while ago and I've never got to the point where I had to pause it to compose myself because yeah. I was crying that much. And because like Patch oh, Adams, you are so caring, Patch and lovely. Adams, what a lovely human being you are. Patch, Ad- <laughs> Patch Adams made me cry when I first saw uh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I haven't really been moved by a film yeah. to the point of tears for years. Yeah, yeah. And that's not me trying to be a tough guy. I just no, haven't. Yeah, I'm no, just no. tough. And then, but it was that journeyman. And yeah. It just fucking done me. Yeah. And like, to the point where I was like, oh, I've got to stop it. I've got to stop this and fucking sort myself out because I, I could not follow the dialogue because I was mm. literally bawling. It's, uh, have you, seen, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No. Have you seen it yet, babe? I haven't, and Pip's very mad at me for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beauty. Well, it's it's aimed at you completely, isn't it? Yes, completely. Yes. He was really annoyed that you hadn't gone and seen it in the cinema. I know. He's like, "That's you're the demographic," and I was just like, "Tell him." I know. <laughs> well, it might have been better that you didn't. You might have been. You might have felt yeah, more on, on guard around the cinema. You could really open up at home and watch it, and yeah. sort of like really connect with That's it. That's true. I would have been. I would always bear it. Wear a balaclava in the cinema anyway, so I, I could have cried and no one would have seen it. No, anyway. and also it'll soak up the tears straight exactly. away as well. It's a smart exactly. thing about balaclava. That is such a good tip. Yeah. We've all learned something new today. Exactly. Right. exactly. Oh, I was talking today about disguises. <laughs> Why does the Invisible Man wear dark glasses? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Because it would be shit if you, like, how, it wouldn't be that good a movie if you could I mean, see him at all. <laughs> wouldn't that be a great film if you made the Invisible Man and just wandered around the camera and just filmed <laughs> nothing? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Really true, really true to itself. Yeah. 
Exactly, he's not invisible. He's got glasses on. Very, insi- very insightful. He's busted his own. He's only as invisible as his most visible thing. Those black shades. He's no longer invisible. Exactly. All right, Robin Williamson. What else? You, what was you throwing in there? Um, I I forgot completely forgot about this. So I think this would probably be my number one. Is Aladdin? He's the genie <gasps> in Aladdin. Love it. Love and, it. And I loved Aladdin. And I'm not a huge Disney film dude, yeah. really. And I thought Aladdin. And lad, again, like we, we said about Hook being like my where I stopped with Peter Pan movies, Aladdin was pretty much, you know, I still love that one mm-hmm. probably the most. I yeah. mean, I know there's loads of other ones and everyone will go, oh, you, well, you're wrong, it's obviously Lion King or whatever. But yeah, no, I loved it. And I thought um, I thought the genie was the main draw for yes. Aladdin. I thought he had, and he really had Robin's personality in there yeah. in, in all its in all its glory so yeah so it, so it would be it, that would probably be my number one but I've got a, obviously a few others that other mentions how about you mate what, good morning <laughs> Vietnam <laughs> oh so good yeah really love good. it love it was he was he as big a household name that when that, that film came out that I went to cinema to see that yeah. and I would have been maybe second third year senior yeah sorry yeah and just i remember like the the trailer seeing him dancing to i feel good by james brown and yeah. like and just having it in the radio studio <laughs> i just thought and at that point you gotta realize this is the era of platoon full metal jacket mm-hmm. like vietnam films were just Bleak coming hamburger well, hill yeah. like they were just coming thick and fast mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he added some real dynamic to it mm-hmm. as well like and and, and kind of comedy and oh, love it! Absolutely love it! I think he's fucking brilliant in that film. No, definitely. I I think that was possibly that was the film I heard about him first. I think, um, and then all the other goodness. I probably saw him on Malcolm Mindy before that. I'm not. I'm not too sure, but definitely that was the first movie that he was in. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, wow, this guy's really good. And I was probably a bit too young for it. No, no offense, but I was probably a bit too young to really feel the full effect of uh, Good Morning Vietnam yeah. until, and, until later on but yeah no it is an absolute it's a fucking treasure man it really mm-hmm. is as as is a lot of his stand up and um, you know he's he'll be sorely missed and I guess we haven't mentioned that yet have we like his, his poor passing and, yeah. and and stuff like that I don't know if I don't know if you guys want to talk about it but um, it was gutting to hear and it was really weird because actually when I was doing my research for this B, I, I, I heard his wife come forward and talking about his passing 18 months later and what I was angry about is not what she said at all but how different it was to all the stuff that was getting said in the papers when he passed for yeah. all the reasons that he died and then his wife sort of come out and said well no it's it's not those things you know and it's that he was he he was really ill and you know and we don't think he was going to get he was dropping off the man even I was seen there was not the same as the man I'd known like yeah. six months before and it was Louis Body uh, dementia I think um, yeah. and uh, yeah and it's just such a shame but she said you know he's a really strong man and it kind of annoys me when people all when he died like oh he's killed himself what's a rich person got to be doing he's a comedian that sort of stuff sort of boils my blood really Mm. and it made me feel fucking you know yeah sad it was you know to see her say that at least is like well it's nice that she had the class to not be fighting and bickering at the time and it's like oh by the way you know when you were all being total cunts about yeah. this mm-hmm. well, we looked after family and just to let you know and set it straight yeah you know? well he'd, he'd suffered with mental health his whole life mm. um but 
towards the end it was dementia that unfortunately was the the killer and he does does um does reports of him like taking all of his really expensive watches to his friend's house because he thought his wife was going to sell them and and thinking that his daughter was crazy and just just so much reports about him just not knowing who his family were and it's horrible seeing obviously we don't know him personally i feel like i do but i don't mm. seeing somebody with such a strong personality and such a just a a strong person losing themselves is just it's it's just horrendous and obviously having that on a public scale because it's not just it's not just a family member going through it this is somebody that's in the public eye and in the public eye for being Robin Williams yeah. and he was no longer that person anymore and that's just that's just horrible I feel like if I, if I was in that situation where I mean I never will be but if I'm in a, situa- in a situation where the whole world knows who I am and I'm no longer that person am I really anybody anymore hmm. so it's that horrible little thing as well and and even his friends, um, Pip got me a book recently that was all about Robin's life. And even his friends have said throughout his life, throughout their lives, they never f- really felt like they knew the proper Robin. That he always kept something behind, and the comedian that was the forefront of his personality wasn't truly him. And that's that's definitely the case about so many comedians, mm. yeah. right? You know, yeah, I, for sure. I do think he's a trait in a lot of comedians. Yeah. Well, he he originally started wanted to do comedy because it made his mum laugh, and he was a really um, his dad was like a Ford dealership person and they moved around a lot and he right. never really made proper friends at school right. and he spent a lot of his time on his own or with his mum and he just wanted to make his mum laugh all the time and <sighs> he, was, he was really academically clever something you said earlier that he was really clever mm. he was a really Whip smart shot. guy yeah and then he went to like a university or a college or something and found drama and um, got into a club that was improv and just excelled and just stopped paying attention to school completely and flunked everything but loved acting and then got his big break. So, have either of you ever seen him inducting Robert De Niro into some kind of Hollywood guild or the something actors guild. like that? Yeah, no. it's something like that. Like, and and he's getting this huge like no. accolade, oh, De Niro, right, no. and and Robin Williams comes on and inducts him. It's fucking brilliant. I haven't seen this. It's so good. Oh like, I watched it a few weeks ago. I don't know what... I, do you know what? I was watching episodes of Morgan Mindy on YouTube <laughs> and uh, and it led me onto this. And then funnily enough, the other night, as when you walked in Friends was on the TV, the kids were watching Friends all the time. They've just <laughs> discovered it. Robin Williams was in Friends, wasn't he? Oh, I can't Was he? There's a scene where, <laughs> where they walk into the coffee shop yeah. and Robin Williams and Billy Crystal are sitting on the sofa. Oh, really? And they're all sort of sort of sit down around them, and they're having a really really aggressive camp argument. And it's <laughs> oh, I've never seen this. Really, I've never seen it. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have it's to. It's brilliant, and that. they just both just scream at each other and then walk <laughs> out, and like, and the rest of the cast of friends are just like watching, but. Obviously, it's this mega camp, like Billy Crystal and Robin yeah. Williams. It's, yeah. like, it's fucking amazing. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Man, oh, I have to like check it. that. You've got two referrals. I know. This is amazing. From, yeah, one horror-based one. I'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, have to go about balaclavas as well. And oh, learn yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Before we wind it up, because we're, we're being quite grown up, we're all going out for dinner afterwards, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. You say that, but we haven't got to the bloody restaurant well. yet. Last time we went for an Indian, I got up. Didn't I burn my hand or get... Sambuca in my eye or something like that. Oh, it's not yeah, like that kind of birthday way. thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you set yourself on fire. Set myself on fire Whoa. for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, B, yes. um, 
firstly, thank you very much oh, thank um, you. for coming and doing this. And where can people find out all about B and what you're up to? Uh, I am on most social medias as It's B Ducks, I-T-S-B-E-A-D-U-X. I have a Patreon if you want to check out my uh, body. Because first and foremost, <laughs> alternative glam model, that's what I do. So it's <laughs> patreon.com for slash ducks. And yeah, that's my main socials. You can find out everything else on there. Excellent. Well, we will tag you in all the posts that we put out when this comes out in a few weeks. And yeah, message us back. Tag in B and let us know what your yeah. favourite Robin Williams films are. What, um, what did we get wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, no, B, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Glad, glad we finally thank got you, you on. Guys. Just quickly, why didn't you get the green uh, tattoo? Oh, yeah. I didn't get the um, the purple tree that she painted because, funnily enough, I was scheduled to get that done the day he passed away and called my tattoo what I was saying. I'm really oh, sorry. Shit. I know it sounds stupid, but I, I can't. Yeah. And he was like, I don't understand. He was like on the phone like, I get it. So we rescheduled. And then when I went in to get tattooed, he convinced me to get a portrait of him instead. So my leg has got his face on. And that has ignited so many amazing conversations on public transport. People just going, <laughs> oh, Robin Williams. I love that film he's in. And I'm like, let's have a chat. Come on, yeah, I've missed my stop, but it's it, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, sign up to B's Patreon and you can see that tattoo. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> right, see you, B. <laughs> Thanks, B. Brilliant. <laughs> there you have it. Another hard listening episode done. In the can, finished, bagged up. Oh, B was lovely, right? Knew you'd love her. Um, we had a smashing time, and then obviously I mentioned at the beginning. Once we finished this chat, we, we all went out and ate some nice food and, and drunk some booze and, and had a really nice night. Um, so thanks, B, for coming down south to do that. Uh, thank you very much, Distraction Pieces Network, for being the uh, the pod dad of this. And be love to use, most of all. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Um, head over to iTunes and give us a rating if you can. Just give us five stars and then just say something really ridiculous about us. And and if you can, uh, it would be amazing if you could head over to Patreon and, and watch the video and, and see if you can get involved in supporting that and getting extra podcasts each week. I'll see you next week. Thanks. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.